So, uh, hello everybody and welcome to this Royal Aeronautical Society podcast, which is being supported today by uh, some colleagues from BAE Systems. So, I'm really delighted to welcome three apprentices from BAE Systems who are going to be chatting to myself today. Um, we are celebrating National Apprenticeship Week um, and we are really thrilled to, to welcome uh, three uh, colleagues today, I say, from BAE Systems. My name is Nick Davis and I am the Education Skills and Diversity Manager at the Royal Aeronautical Society. Um, so I hope uh, everybody uh, listening today enjoys this podcast and hopefully we will all be able to give you some really useful um, insights, hints, tips and advice uh, for those of you who are interested in um, going down the apprenticeship route in the aerospace sector. So um, if I can welcome our first um, colleague today, our first apprentice. So um, Hannah uh, Standley, welcome. Hi there. Um, so I'm Hannah Stanley and I'm currently on the project management degree apprenticeship course. I started last September, so I'm about four months in right now and really enjoying it. Thanks, Hannah. So we go over to our other Hannah. So Hannah Barden. Hi, so I'm Hannah Barden. I'm a level three business apprentice. I also started in September, so I've been here for about four months. Uh, I'm currently in my first placement within project management, which I'm really enjoying so far and I'm looking forward to the future. Thanks, Hannah. And finally, uh, we've got Emily. Hi, I'm Emily Wharton and I'm a level three business admin apprentice. Um, I've started in September as well, same as Hannah. And I'm in procurement at the minute, again, in my first placement. And I'm really enjoying it and really looking forward to what my career brings. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. So um, really, really just want to thank you for joining us today. Um, and um, we're just going to have a chat really about your apprenticeships. Uh, they're all uh, sort of very, very different. You're all sort of at slightly different stages. So um, we're just going to have a chat about, you know, your sort of day to day activities on your on your apprenticeships, how you sort of discovered the apprenticeships that, that you're on at the moment, so how you you sort of found them, um, how the process was in terms of actually applying for your apprenticeships and sort of going through those interviews. And also, uh, hopefully, we'll, we will wrap up with some really useful sort of hints and tips for, for our listeners as well. So, um, Hannah uh, Stanley, if I could just start, start with you, if that's OK. Um, so yeah. first of all, what sort of inspired you to get into aerospace and, and what made you choose to go down the apprenticeship route? So specifically for BAE Systems, um, I've grown up in the Wharton area. So BAE Systems is a huge employer in that area um, as the sites there. So it was always something that I'd hear, hear about and, you know, I knew people who worked there since sort of quite a young age. Um, and it was always sort of known as the best employer um, in the area, um, especially for apprenticeships. Um, so it was sort of that's where I heard of BAE Systems. And then for me, I always knew that I didn't want to go to university because I really wanted to get into sort of a work environment um, as soon as possible after um finishing my A-levels 
so um looking around at apprenticeships you know I had a good look and BA systems just seemed to be the one that um fit into what I wanted the most um I think for me the apprenticeship offers ultimately um a degree where you come out with no debt that's a brilliant perk to it yeah. <laughs> um, but also um I'll have at the end of my degree five years um work experience um which I think is a really really good benefit um to come out with as well as the degree um which was that was a huge selling point to me for apprenticeships brilliant thanks Hannah so Emily I don't know if you've got sort of anything anything to add in terms of what sort of first inspired you to get into aerospace and choose an apprenticeship yeah, well, for me, it's a little bit different because I have always loved aircraft. I've just found them really fascinating from a young age. And I remember one year, but it was my seventh birthday. We went to Manchester Airport to watch planes take <laughs> yeah. off and land on the runway. I know, I know where you mean. Yeah, I've been there myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, aerospace. I mean, I wasn't particularly looking at apprenticeships in aerospace, but I've always like enjoyed it anyway. But um, again, like the cost, like you know, you've got a course and you don't have to kind of pay for it and you're getting paid to do it was a large selling point for me. But because um, I, I live quite far away, I don't live local, I live in Rochdale. So it's mm. an hour drive for me to get to Salmsbury. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I, to be honest, I think with my background and me liking aircraft to start with, I think I couldn't really go wrong with BAE system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, I, I know... Um, that's very interesting. No, that's what sort of why my love of aircraft first sparked was the Manchester Airport viewing park. I mean, it was very different. I mean, I'm showing my age now, but it was just literally just um, a dirt piece of land when when I was young. So now it's changed now. But um, yeah, no, it's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and our, our other Hannah, I don't know if you've got anything to add. Yeah. So for me, it was more about the business side of things rather than the the aero side of things I've never really looked into working in the aerospace industry too much before but now I've actually started there's so much to learn about I think it's really really interesting so not only am I working in like a standard like business job it's got so much more to it obviously like the aero side of it's really interesting getting to learn about all like the planes and the aircraft and the ins and outs of it and as well, like um, Hannah said, I never really saw myself going to uni either. I think an apprenticeship's a really good way to kind of get your foot in the door. Yeah. Like in the business world anyway. Yeah. With BAE as well, they'll always support you with what you want to go into into the future. So say if I wanted to carry on and do a, for me anyway, um, a degree in project management in the future, I know that with BAE being such a supportive company that they support me with that in the future so I just thought an apprenticeship in BAE systems was for me anyway was like a no-brainer yeah yeah and if I can stick with with you Hannah I, I think a few of our listeners will be quite worried about the actual application processes you know in terms of actually going through applying for apprenticeships and the interview yeah. processes um, I don't know if you can sort of share any of your sort of experiences with that. You know, did you, you know, ultimately this might be some of our listeners sort of first interviews and, and applying for sort of um, apprenticeships or, you know, uh, jobs and things like that. Um, so any sort of hints and tips or, you know, any advice on how 
you prepared for for that process? Yeah, well, for me, it was the same. It was my first interview for a real job because I left college after one year after going and thinking, I just don't think A-levels are for me. Mm. I had the whole exam side of things, which again was why I went into an apprenticeship. So I, I'd be the same as all these people. I, It was my first interview. But everyone is so, so nice. So it's all quite a calm process. If you ever have any questions, there's people you can email for help. For me, I kind of, I felt the need to like go and revise quite a few questions. There's hundreds of YouTube videos you can go and look at. Uh, you can kind of get an idea for what the interviews are going to be like. Obviously, currently with it being COVID, yeah. uh, I know if there's ever going to be a time that you think you should apply for something like this, now is the time. Because obviously, I think for me, doing it over a computer, more virtual rather than face-to-face can take away the pressure like significantly. Yeah. I, know, I, feel, I, feel, I felt more comfortable kind of sitting in the comfort of your own home. It's more more calm you just start talking to someone over a computer rather than being face to face in a place where you're not familiar with so yeah. I think now if you are like nervous about it now is the best time to sort of apply because it yeah. really does take away the pressure of having to sit there in front of someone yeah, yeah. do it over the computer but yeah, yeah I 100% think you should if you're thinking about it just go for it 100% yeah. like I said for me it was my first interview and everyone just makes you feel really comfortable. They take away the pressure of it. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I hadn't sort of thought about it in that way in terms of actually, you know, doing interviews and recruitment processes virtually can take that pressure away because you are sort of in the comfort, as you say, of, of your own home. You're in sort of familiar surroundings, whereas you take that away and, and that can sort of increase your your sort of nerves and anxiety as well can't it yeah, so, yeah no that that's um that's really interesting to, to think of it like that um so Emily and, and Hannah I don't know if you've got anything that that you that you want to add on that yeah um there's quite a long time between each stage there's a few yeah. stages involved in the recruitment process and um, it's about four weeks between each one. So it could, because I know I was definitely thinking, oh, I'm not sure what's going on here. But mm. all I'd add really is no news is good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So if we yeah. talk now, oh, sorry, sorry, Hannah, did you want to say something? <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I, what I just wanted to add, which I think is really valuable as well, is, um, the total recruitment process um, for me was um, a year, which yeah. feels like a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Emily says, no news is good news. Um, yeah. I think it's also important um, for people. So I um, applied first year and didn't get in. Yeah. And I think there was a danger um, for me. I know I certainly straight, you know, straight away I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to apply again because I won't get in again. But yeah. I think what I'd urge people is if you don't get in the first time, if you still what if you want it so much, I went out and got work experience, I sort of improved my CV and I came back the next year and here I am. So I think yeah, just yeah. don't get disheartened. You know, they get a lot lot of applicants and sometimes they just they can't let everybody in that they'd like to. Yeah. Um so I'd just say, you know, if you really, really want it and if an apprenticeship's for you at the AE systems, just keep trying. And I think that's part of my advice. Yeah, 
yeah no I, absolutely and I think you know and, and not to get disheartened as well yeah. the, the fact that you don't sort of get in the first time and it's that old saying isn't it you, you never know unless you try so yeah you know you've just absolutely yeah definitely brilliant advice there so talk, talking about if we stick with you Hannah for now just um talking about your apprenticeship so um what does sort of a typical day sort of look like um on on your apprenticeship yeah so i'm on the project management degree apprenticeship yeah. however uh, my current role my first placement is actually in a project controlling role mm -hmm. um so the early careers team think it's really important um for especially first year apprentices in the pm scheme to um experience a project control role because yeah. it provides the basis to project management um so my day-to-day -day role is within a control account so i um work within three control accounts um and it's all about sort of um controlling the spends um we deal with um triggers contract triggers um we go to contract status reviews so yeah. um i think a lot of people think that Oh, if you're in a project control role, you know, you'll just be staring at a spreadsheet all day. That's not the case at all. Yeah. I am in uh, we call the market stalls, which is almost it's almost like a big debate. It's really quite a good laugh. Uh, and yeah. it's just to show and it's those are to prove that I'm sort of controlling the contracts that I own. So I'm only four months in, but I'm starting to own my own contracts and lead on them, which, you know, that responsibility is is mega. And, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity. So. Yeah um yeah it's it's different every day as well in a project control role so yeah. that's what I like about it as well yeah definitely definitely and Emily what what does a typical day look like for you so um I'm a procurement apprentice doing yeah. the business course and at the minute my role is um uh, customer relationship management which is when people normally think of procurement they think like it's having a relationship with the supplier yeah. which is sort of what I do. However, we kind of oversee the um, people who are in direct contact with the suppliers. So we've kind of got, we can see like the suppliers and we talk to the customers as well. So we've sort of got our finger in every pie, really. And um, so most of the time I'm in meetings with the customers and I'm emailing the suppliers. They're asking me to add things to certain contracts and take things off and things like that. So um, that's basically what I do in a day, really, yeah. just... Yeah make sure everyone's happy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but a really important job yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is yeah very important um and our other Hannah I don't know if you've got anything to add about about what what it sort of looks like for you yeah so my first role is in a project management um which I kind of I'm kind of in charge of running a few they call them special projects yeah <laughs> So basically, it's kind of, I find it really good because it gives me the opportunity to kind of project manage my own projects. Yeah. Rather than kind of sitting back and watching whenever, like, obviously the more senior members of the team do their job. So I think my first placement's been really useful for me because I've got, I'm getting more of an idea of how project management works. And yeah. I think me in my future placements and within like my day-to-day -day, so I've started going into the offices a lot more <clears throat> yeah. so with Covid offices were shut for like around two years yeah and in the start of my placement it was all kind of basically based just from home yeah 
being able to go into the office with my team and be able to see everyone and work in a more office environment has been really good and really useful for me because obviously with working from home it's harder to just you can't exactly just look next year see someone yeah. question yeah it can be quite difficult going through trying just trying to get hold of people basically online so I think being in the office a bit more for me every day has been really useful and I'm really enjoying that yeah 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 definitely um I think um it'll be really interesting sort of to tell our listeners sort of maybe some of the or sort of how you spend your time on your apprenticeship for example perhaps how much time you spend actually say within your um sort of the workplace but I know um you also get qualificate other qualifications whilst you are on your apprenticeship so um just wondering how that time is split because I'm sure some of our listeners will want to know sort of how you juggle actually doing the apprenticeship as well as getting your your qualifications so I don't know if um Hannah you can shed some some light on that yeah so for me I'm in my uh, apprenticeship apprenticeship scheme for two years yeah so obviously I'll come out with a level three um business qualification at the end of these two years yeah uh, a lot of it is mainly placement work which I obviously really enjoy because it's more it just feels like every day I'm not an apprentice I'm sat in a job with my team I contribute do my work to like BAE as a whole mm-hmm. which I think is really good um, but at the same time for me personally in my scheme we have one college day a month yeah which is currently run virtually obviously with other restrictions everyone's yeah. they're also a little bit careful but for me, so we have one sort, we have one day where we just have a college day, and after that, it'll follow with a, um, with a assignment, which yeah. don't like put off with the assignments, and they're not difficult at all. Like there's so many people you can go to for help if you're struggling, you don't know what to write, you don't know where to start. Everyone's literally a phone call away. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose there, your assignments, whether you pass those, which you bound to like with the help that you get you get given in the college days that's kind of where your qualification comes from at the end yeah but so it's re- I think it's really well balanced it's not like college overload you still feel like you're just in the workplace contributing to the business which I really enjoy anyway I'm I feel like I'm more of like a, I'm a go-doer sort of I like yeah. I like actually doing and producing work rather than sitting in a classroom and learning that's kind of like how my brain sort of work so for me I'm sure for a lot of other people wanting to just kind of get their foot into the working world it's it's really ideal this apprenticeship yeah yeah brilliant thanks for sharing that um no worries Emily I don't know if you've got sort of anything to add on how you sort of split your time whilst on the apprenticeship and sort of juggling the qualifications yeah so um I'm on the same course as Hannah and yeah, yeah everything that Hannah said I have to do as well yeah. but I just wanted to add um you get like you've got to do off the job hours as part of the apprenticeship which is it's a bit difficult for us in the office but if we were like craft apprentices on the shop floor this would be sort of the time where we'd be taken away and learning like new skills and like welding and riveting and things like that but yeah. for us, it's more like training courses, learning mm. new systems, how to use different programs and things. And over the two years, I believe it's 588 hours, which sounds like a lot. Yeah. But it's not really. 
to mm. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> could easily meet that, but that's what we've got to do. So it's um it's not difficult because quite a lot of the stuff that you do, like during your placements, it's always something new. So yeah. like recently I've been um adding things to purchase orders on this system mm. called IFS. Yeah. So everything that I've been doing on IFS, something new, I've been putting it on. It's like, oh, I did an hour learning how to do this. I did uh, half an hour learning how to do this. So it yeah. all does add up and you learn quite a lot over the course of your programme, really. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. No, thanks for that. And and Hannah, I don't know if you've got anything final to add um, with, with your how you're sort of juggling your degree as well. Yeah, so... Um, my working week is slightly different to um, Hannah and Emily's. Yeah. So I'm on the um, degree apprenticeship. So that works out. So in the five day working week, one day is dedicated to university. Yeah. Um, working towards my degree. So that's currently on a Friday, but it changes the day each week as you go through. It's a five year scheme, uh, which sounds like a long time, but everyone's telling me it goes super fast. Um, <laughs> so. Um, one day is entirely university. Nobody at work will contact you on that day. That is solely for your studying. And yeah. then um, what the skills coaches recommend um, for degree apprentices is that half a day a week is dedicated to apprenticeship work. So as Emily says, we also have to do off the job hours um, and just sort of things towards the apprenticeship and sort of being a good apprentice. Um, that's half a day a week and then sort of the other three and a half days is actually in your placement role working um for sort of a, a real department in the company um so that's how my working week is sort of structured really yeah yeah brilliant thank thanks for that so um sticking with you hannah what would you say are the sort of top key skills required to succeed in your apprenticeship yeah so i think some people um think that in order to apply for um say the apprenticeship that i'm on um you have to already have lots of project management knowledge you have to um almost be qualified and that's not the case at all um i came in with pretty much zero um knowledge but i think what they're looking for is attitude and it's attitude mm -hmm. to be able to learn um you have to want to learn you have to want to work as well it's just that energy and the enthusiasm and I'd say that's probably the thing that they're looking out for and it's also um the passion for um the area the specialism so they're looking for you to really want to progress your career in project management um so yeah I I just honestly say it's mostly about attitude and then with that, they nurture you for five years and by the end of it, then you've got your skills and then you've got your knowledge. Um, but yeah. definitely for applying, as long as you have the attitude and you want it. Yeah, I honestly think that's the most important thing, actually. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and our other Hannah, I don't know, um, or perhaps you and Emily can sort of answer this one together. I'm not sure if you can sort of um tell our listeners sort of what you think the sort of top key skills are for your apprenticeships. I really agree with what Hannah just said. Yeah. Um, just wanting to, BAE just want you to like give your all basically. They just want to do you to do the best that you can to help their business. But at the same time, they also want to help you. <clears throat> like they want to make sure that you leave with the like 
the utmost amount of knowledge they want to make sure that you leave with that organization I think organization is a big one you've got to be able to keep organized keep on top of your work because obviously it is a bit going into the job role with it being such a global company as well it is a big responsibility I always found think I thought like from leaving school and college you just you be like face with so much more responsibility so keeping organized I think it's definitely a skill that you need to have or at least learn whilst you're working yeah um yeah so I just think you've got to be really organized give it your all do your best also don't be afraid to like ask questions as well I always got told like I'm I'm one to just sit there and like stare at my screen and think I, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing right now and try and figure it out myself yeah but just like having the confidence to go and ask other people for help everyone's always like going to be happy to help you with anything any questions everyone's always happy to answer so I think you'll you'll develop the confidence and the organization skills as you go through your placements and your apprenticeship scheme and then yeah like Hannah said they'll just they'll take care of you help you develop loads of skills so after so for Hannah her five years and after me for my two years um I know that I'll be ready to go into like the business world properly with all the knowledge and skills that I need yeah yeah Emily I don't know if you've got anything to add as well yeah I was just gonna say they've both absolutely hit the nail on the head with both of the things that they've been saying yeah um but another thing that I wanted to add as well is that communication skills are quite a key um quite a key attribute to have because especially in my role in procurement like dealing with external people such as yeah. suppliers it's good to build good working relationships with people and yeah. that sort of ties into Hannah's point about attitude you know if you've got a good attitude and you're quite easy going it'll be like a breeze for you really and I'm sure you'd be a wonderful member on the team to have and it's the same with organisation that the other Hannah said it like even if you do get a bit stressed and things um there's loads of help there there's loads of people you can contact yeah. to help you with that um so yeah yeah they've both hit the nail on the head I don't really yeah. have much more to add <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um and sort of what would you say it is your so sticking with you Emily what what would you say your biggest achievement is to date whilst you've been on your apprenticeship oh that's quite a difficult question <laughs> to be honest um my biggest achievement is probably speak it's to be honest, it's a it's an achievement for me. It might not sound much, but um, I've been having to ring around people. I've been doing terms and conditions, yeah, and um, basically asking the buyers if they've been flowing down certain terms and conditions for the orders to go through and things like that. But I'm not very good on the phone. Like even doing this podcast today is quite a big um, <laughs> jump for me. But um, yeah, I had to ring around about. I bet it was about. 25 different people just mm -hmm. asking if they'd flowed down certain um, terms and conditions and things and actually learning what I was asking about and understanding the answers that I was being given that was quite that was a moment for me where I thought wow like this is quite a big thing yeah yeah so, no, exa yeah, exactly that, and sometimes it is that it is the small things that that are your biggest achievements and yeah no that's that's great and um so I don't know if the two Hannahs, if the, you could sort of shed um, or tell our listeners about your biggest achievements to date. Um, for me, I think it's just overall the confidence that you gain. 
mm. like within the placement you're completely new to such a big global company you like you really are just like a tiny fish in a big pond but as you progress like for me anyway my confidence has grown so much like it's kind of going off the back of what Emily said about being able to speak over the phone to complete strangers you don't know about information that you've only just learned that you're only just like comfortable with just throwing yourself out there really just helped me gain confidence like I work within US programs so not only am I speaking to kind of people within my team like even within the UK I communicate with people within the US as well yeah which is something I honestly I just never thought I would have the confidence to be able to do but you really do just gain like we said before all these skills they just come so naturally because everyone you just you really are you just get thrown into the like the business world and you just you naturally just develop all these skills so I think the confidence I've gained so even within this first four months of this apprenticeship are going to help me like massively within like my future in business and even just in life like yeah so I just think the confidence that I've gained is kind of my biggest achievement yeah yeah and Hannah I don't know if you've got sort of anything to add yeah I think for me what comes to mind um especially sort of within my four, first four months um I thought it would take years for me to get to the point where I'm um sort of controlling and leading um mm. certain projects so um I'm a Tableau and a BCR lead um, which is crazy to me because you know the trust that they have to be able to hand that responsibility over to me is amazing and I think because they trust me that much I want to do well with it and um, I think I'm doing okay so far so yeah yeah, I'd, I'd say that I think leading small projects is something that I didn't think was possible this early and I think that's what I'm proud of myself for really yeah yeah brilliant no I think you, you you're all achieving so much anyway and and you know it's it's really wonderful to to hear that you you know you're getting on all getting on really well um so I'm I'm just going to throw this one out so feel free to any of you to, to jump in um I'm sure our listeners would like to know sort of any challenges that that you've also faced so just throwing that one out there if anyone wants to tackle that I think um go on, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> I think for me, um the big challenges was the special projects that I got assigned to. So it kind of it was a challenge because it was all on me. Like I had to come up with the like the list of people I needed to email, I needed to draft the emails myself, I need to set up the meetings, I need to lead the meetings. Um, so I think being responsible for pro- like the trust that they put on you, being responsible for these projects, um, like obviously you can go and ask for help, but I kind of took pride in it as if it was my project. I kind of wanted to lead it, and I wanted to like I wanted it to be successful. So yeah, I think that was quite a big a big challenge for me anyway. Yeah. Anyone anyone else want to um, outline any challenges they've faced? I think for me um instantly what came to mind was just joining um the apprenticeship scheme um in a pandemic yeah. um i think 
I think people don't realise, sort of, I think we're so used to it now mm. that, you know, the other day I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm four months in and some of my team members I've never met, which is a huge challenge. You know, you're working with people every day and obviously BA systems value the health and say, you know, the well-being of their employees over everything else, which is brilliant. Yeah. However, sort of working through a laptop and being having an induction, especially through a laptop screen, yeah. there is so many there is limitations and that can't be helped at the minute but I think it's still important to recognize it as a challenge because, because it is a challenge you know some people when they join the company you know um they sort you sort you out with all your desk and your chairs and stuff but for the first yeah. few weeks you know you yeah. might be sat on your sofa at home and it, it is a challenge you know it would have been easier if um we would have been able to go in but obviously that in in the environment we're in at the minute we can't but it's still definitely yeah. a challenge yeah yeah and it, if we sort of stick with with uh, COVID, because obviously it, it is, you know, it is a huge issue. You know, we, it's affected it's affected all our lives sort of over the past couple of years. And you know, hopefully now things are starting to improve. But you know, there is going to still be an, an, an effect, you know, for a while to come. And do you feel that sort of the impact of the pandemic presents sort of a threat and opportunity for apprenticeships in in this sector um so if i'd stick with you hannah for now yeah i mean what i was very um sort of surprised about is that ba systems aren't continuing to recruit each year they're yeah. actually this year that um they've increased their intake um i can't remember how much but they've been, it's the most apprentices that they will employ in one year which mm-hmm. um obviously what a huge opportunity um yeah. obviously some other companies um i when i was looking for um other apprenticeships to apply for as well as bae you know i was getting co- contacted saying you know unfortunately we're not able to run our apprenticeship scheme this year yeah. Yeah. so for a general point of view i'd say that of course there's a threat to apprenticeships um due to companies you know obviously having to battle with the pandemic um yeah. however for bae systems i just think it's a huge opportunity um yeah. they're they're recruiting um so quickly so yeah. definitely um, an opportunity at BAE systems yeah and um, Emily I don't know if you've got sort of anything to add with this sort of what we've been going through over the past two years whether that presents sort of a threat and opportunity for for apprenticeships yeah um I found it quite difficult to be honest because mm-hmm. like 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 Hannah said before, I've been in the office a little bit more recently, but yeah. it's things like if I've got a quick question, I'd normally just like turn around to my manager and just ask, oh, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? However, with people being like busy and like in meetings and whatever, your calendars don't line up the same. You can't just ask yeah. that quick question. So yeah. I felt that sometimes I've been a little bit delayed in what I've been trying to get sent off because I'm waiting to ask a question. So that's yeah. been quite difficult. And I mean, I suppose that's not just me, it's across the whole company. Yeah. But um, especially like as well being an apprentice, starting in a brand new company, when you're mm. kind of at the bottom of the hierarchy, if you like, it's quite daunting. But yeah. um, like BAE have been brilliant. Like the induction that we had all from home and everything, we felt very settled. And I think it's been brilliant, but it has been a challenge. Yeah, yeah. it's been really difficult. Yeah, yeah. And Hannah, I don't know if you've got anything to add about how you've sort of dealt with the past couple of years. I think um, an apprenticeship 
with like with the pan the pandemic pandemic happening is quite a big opportunity because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of businesses can't afford to recruit as many people as they have been able to previously you know with like with covid loads of people lost so many jobs mm-hmm. but like kind of said before with bae this year they're obviously recruiting so many more apprenticeships like the most they have done before i just think it poses loads of opportunities for um, people to become apprentices yeah because not many companies can afford to and aren't like on such a global scale to be able to still be employing so many people Mm -hmm. so i think yeah sorry go on sorry i was gonna say i think that now is just still as much as ever a really good time to apply for the apprenticeship yeah yeah no that that's really good to know because i think I think a lot of our listeners will have will be concerned about sort of the ongoing issues with with the pandemic on sort of the job market and but also the apprenticeship market. Um, but I think you know uh, the aerospace and aviation industry has been affected. But I think you know that there are certain companies and certain parts of the sector that are um, still growing and there's there's still lots and lots of opportunities. So that that's really really good to know that that companies like BAE are still sort of recruiting you know lots and lots of of, apprent- of apprentices even sort of throughout the, the the covid crisis so thank you all for sort of sharing that so um uh, Hannah if i can go back to you um yeah. what would you say are your or can you just outline maybe what your sort of next plans are are you thinking of maybe looking to obviously once your um, sort of current qualifications um, are completed are you thinking about maybe going for some further qualifications or um, just maybe perhaps what your next plans are? Yeah so for me so far I'm really enjoying project management and I can definitely see future in project management for myself especially obviously BAE systems and I know that once you've finished one qualification BAE will actually put you through another one yeah. So if yeah. I feel at the end of my two years that I'm still at a place where I want to progress and I want to learn and I want to become sort of a stronger project manager, I think the plan for me would hopefully be do, to do a degree in project management. If yeah. obviously I continue to enjoy it, um, you can. So within my apprenticeship, I have four placements. Yeah. And you can actually do a function swap at one point. So say if I'm doing project management, I'm in my third placement and I'm not loving it as much as I thought I would, I could say move to procurement like where Emily is now. Uh, so I could do a function swap. So that could be a plan for me in the future if I'm not loving project management as much as I am now. But if if I say continue to enjoy it as much as I am doing, I feel content. I know that's kind of one I, what I want to pursue in the future. I know that BAE will put me through a degree in project management. So yeah. it's like for this moment in time, my plan after getting my level three qualification after these two years is to then go ahead and do a project management degree. Yeah. So that's Brilliant. my plan so far. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. Brilliant. No um, what are you? What are your sort of next plans, Emily? What What are you thinking about for sort of the future? So, um, like Hannah said, if I'm not loving procurement, I could be able to do a function swap. Yeah. But um, at the minute, I am enjoying it. So, and I know that in procurement, once I've graduated as an apprentice, 
um, I can do this qualification called MSIPS, which is, yeah. I think, something to do with supplier management, I believe. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot of people I know are doing MSIPS or have already got MSIPS. So I'll probably end up doing that, yeah, and getting my own supplier to manage. So that'll be fun. Yeah, really? <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Hannah, what what do you think are your are your plans? Are you thinking of maybe uh, maybe a maybe a, a master's or another um, postgraduate qualification after your degree, or what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's very difficult to know where I want to be in five yeah. years. Yeah, um, I know, I know that um, project management's for me. I absolutely love yeah. it. Um, yeah. I'm very passionate about the area, so. Um, after the five years I'll come out with a degree and hopefully go for promotion um, within a project management role yeah. um, specifically I am very interested in joining Team Tempest yeah. um, which is a hugely exciting project that I'd love to be involved in um, especially sort of perhaps as an apprentice and then when I qualify um, as a fully qualified professional um, so that is a huge huge goal for me um, and also just sort of thinking really far ahead um i'd be hugely interested in um sort of um the early careers um lead and things like that um yeah. i think i think it's a brilliant opportunity especially going through um the scheme myself um, yeah. to be able to support apprentices of the future so yeah. i think for me it could go one of two ways but um yeah we'll have to see <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> let's get let's get um things uh, let's get everything sorted first <laughs> before yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but no it's really nice to hear sort of your your ideas for sort of your future and things like that um so f finally so before we we wrap up just i just want to open it up to to the three of you really just to um shed sort of any any light and, and any advice that that you would give to someone who uh, wants to do an apprenticeship in aerospace but perhaps isn't too sure um where to start so just from from the three of you just just any top tips and advice really i'd say just go for it yeah really what, what have you got to lose i think be such a diverse global company with endless opportunities so even if you're just a little bit nervous just go for it yeah I honestly, I just, I'd just say go for it, really. Yeah, I mean, I'd second that. I'd just probably say, I think um, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think for definitely the degree schemes, um, the application window um, shuts at the end of this month. So my biggest advice right now is just get that application in. You don't know what will happen. And then I think what's really important is throughout the application process, just be yourself um because that that's what they're looking for they're looking to see who you are as a person um don't try and think what they're looking for um just be you and if it's meant to be then it will be yeah yeah definitely um the fact that you're thinking about possibly applying is a reason to apply because you're sparking an interest and um it's definitely worth giving it a shot because oh, god forbid but even if you don't get in um you get 
feedback on how you performed so that it can improve for other um, applications or even if you wanted to apply the year after. So it's definitely worth doing and you've got nothing to lose really. Brilliant. Also, even if you don't, if you, um, some people kind of get put, I'm not sure if this is the right word for it, is it like a reserved list? Can anyone? Yeah. No. Is it a reserved list? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's something like that. So say even if you don't get it, but they're still considering you, you kind of put on a separate list. So then if people's like that got the apprenticeships clearances don't they don't pass or they don't get back to their emails or they change their mind, even if you like you aren't on that definite list, you can then get moved up and you do you do like you end up with the apprenticeship, if that makes sense. So just because you don't get it don't be disheartened because someone that has got it may turn it down or so like they might get another opportunity circumstances might change and you will then be moved up onto that um like the list that say get in so I yeah I really just don't I just think you should definitely go for it because there's no reason not to sorry can I just add something else that I think just thinking back to when I was applying was super important and it's probably quite specific to the project management um, application process but going into each stage of the recruitment process um, definitely have some sort of um, examples in mind so um, VA systems are very competency based so they'll yeah. ask you to um, reference a time that you showed teamwork so in project management I think like before um, Nick mentioned sort of what skills you need so just a few just getting a few out there for those project management um, applicants it's just sort of leadership um, teamwork communication um, professional integrity um, a few of those and they'll ask you to demonstrate how you've done that in the past um, part of the recruitment process so definitely definitely um try and find some examples there yeah it's the same for the business apprenticeship as well it's all just easy yeah. questions so if you can get some examples of them then you you're you a winner for you. yeah yeah another thing that i just want to quickly add as well is that you can apply for more than one apprenticeship however they've got to be on different levels so um when I applied, I applied for the um, lower level apprenticeship, the level three, which I'm on now, which I did luckily get. But I also applied for a degree apprenticeship as well. So you can apply for a higher and a lower level apprenticeship and see what happens there. Because, I mean, I'm surprised I even got in. I wasn't expecting to at all. But, um, yeah, there's more than one option as well. The window's quite wide. And, yeah, get your foot in the door and see what happens. Brilliant. Well, th thank you all very, very much indeed. So um, that sort of brings the the our podcast today to a to a close. So just want to thank you, um, Hannah, Emily, and and Hannah for joining us today. Some really, really interesting uh, information and 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 really helpful advice uh, to to our listeners. So hopefully, um, you all listening today will be able to sort of go away for, from listening to this podcast and really feel as though um, you can now make a, a sort of informed decision about your next steps on, on applying for an apprenticeship within within the aerospace sector. So just want to again say thank you very much to, to um, our three apprentices um, and just a note to say that um, 
we will be celebrating National Apprenticeship Week all week. Uh, so do keep an eye out on all of our sort of social media and things like that um, for our other podcasts and our other um, content that we're uh, putting out as well, as well as all of the advice that we've got on our careers in aerospace.com website. Um, just to note as well to say that the Royal Aeronautical Society does have a dedicated careers service. So if any of you uh, listening today would like to have a chat with a member of our team about an apprenticeship, or it could be a conversation about your CV, interviews, or you might want to um, go and study a degree at university, we can have a chat to you about anything at all relating to your career within the aerospace and aviation sectors. Um, so you can email us directly at careers at aerosociety.com if you would like to have a chat um, with a member of the team. But again, just a big thank you to our three apprentices um, and um, I'm wishing them all the best best for, for their futures. So th thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Good you. luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And thanks to everybody listening and take care. Thanks. Bye bye.